Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you live at Rogers Place, where tonight the Edmonton Oilers take on the Detroit Red Wings. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 15 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean Chicken. Little Caesars Arena is the home of the Detroit Red Wings, and a man who has been at home on their broadcast for, uh, geez, it's got to be, well, it's over uh, 25 plus years because I used to do stats uh, for him in the late 1990s. We'd like to welcome to the show our headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W I L H A U K today. A multiple time 50 goal scorer in the NHL. Many of you would have watched him in the 80s on Hockey Night in Canada. We welcome Red Wings TV analyst Mickey Redmond. Mickey, it's Bob. How you doing? I'm doing great. And for the record, I started in 1979 in Detroit and then went to Hockey Night uh, for about five years. And um, so it's about, give or take, it's about 43 years that that I've been blessed to be able to be behind a microphone and doing what I do. And uh, and we can probably talk a little more uh, as we go forward about that. But back in those Hockey Night days, I had the great pleasure to uh, to cover your wonderful Oilers uh, when they were able to get around the uh, New York Islanders and begin to win Stanley Cups. And boy, those were great days. Well, you look, you you came from the Canadians organization, and I was a Canadians fan as a kid until the Oilers joined the NHL. Guy Lafleur was my favorite player, um, uh-huh. and 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 then you left for Detroit. And look, you put up numbers in Montreal; they were an off the charts franchise. But you became a fifty goal scorer with the Red Wings, and and I just just can you even compare what hockey was like back then to the game that you're watching now, Mickey, <laughs> on a nightly basis? Um. Yes and no. That's that's a that's a, an interesting question because I was chatting with somebody the other day and and I said to them, you know, um, I may be 50 years older than the player that's playing today. However, the game that we play and that we played then is the same game. It's played a little differently, but it's the same game. And when it comes down to that, you can relate when you talk hockey. Uh, so it, it, the good news was, the moral of the story was that a guy my age can talk uh, the same level as a 25-year-old today uh, playing the game that uh, that we all love to play and, and be a part of. Mickey, you played against Bobby Orr. And he was at a, he was at a different speed than everybody else. I know it's a different position. And you do watch Dylan Larkin, who can really skate. But Connor McDavid's a pretty special player. Is he kind of similar, different position, but just in the way that he plays at a pace 
with the puck that's almost impossible to replicate and deal with in the NHL? That's an interesting question, uh, given that going back to Bobby, Bobby and I played, uh, you know, side-by-side or side-by-each, as we like to say in Montreal, uh, for about four years in junior. He came out of Perry Sound and I came out of Peterborough. And he was with the Oshawa Generals. Um, and then we both turned pro, I think, at 19 years old. And he went to Boston because that was uh, that was the sponsorship. Oshawa and the Niagara Falls Flyers were the Bruins teams. And Peterborough and the Montreal Junior Canadiens uh, belonged to the Montreal Canadiens. So when you signed that $200 C form, you just belonged. They owned you. That was it. So I had a lot of time to spend with, with uh, playing with Bobby on all-star teams and stuff like that and playing against them uh, in, in Oshawa and, uh, of course, in Boston and Montreal. So the interesting part of that is that Bobby dominated the game. He changed the game for sure from the blue line. He dominated the game at times, ragging the puck, and he was, you're right, he was head and shoulders above most guys, and his skating ability was, was uh, superior to most other players, just like McDavid. Um I don't get to watch Connor as much as you do, right. but uh, when I do see him play, and I watched their game the other night, um, it seems like he, nobody can stop him. It's uh, uh, he's not going to be perfect. None of us, none of us are in this game, but uh, he seems to be able to dominate the game in a lot of cases, like Gore did. So it's a very interesting comparison, albeit two different positions. But he's a phenomenal hockey player led by his skating ability and, of course, what's between his ears. And both he and Orr, probably the smartest guys to play this game, for sure. We're or t- among the group. Yeah. Uh, you've had lots of them in Edmonton over the years. Yeah, a guy named Wayne from the Edmonton operation was a pretty cerebral player. Mickey, <laughs> Mickey Redmond joins us right now. Mickey, 25 years the Red Wings were in the playoff. Ken Holland had a and, – and, and many of the fans would be critical and say, well, it doesn't work the same way in a cap system. But I will tell you, the best part of the Oilers organization that I think that – or the the best process that's come over is what Edmonton's got brewing in their farm system. They have an actual program now. You know, they have players that are percolating, and they've got a pretty competitive AHL team, and the focus is on giving minutes. And you've got all that history and time with Ken Holland. Are you surprised when I say that to you, that that's the area that a lot of the fans might have the greatest amount of confidence in is sort of the process and structure they have in terms of developing, uh, you know, d- developing their players? No, that doesn't surprise me one bit because uh, Ken always used to say, and we got to be very good friends over over the run that he had here in Detroit. We had a lot of a lot of conversations of uh, what I call hot stove hockey talk, and um, they were all good. But he he always liked to uh, in those days, and they may be different now. Um, but in those days, he is used to say, "I like I like to have my young players a little bit overripe," which means just that they're going to play in the minors and they're going to earn their way onto your big team. That uh, we're not giving them put them in situations where they're they're not going to be able to be successful. So. Uh, that surprises me. Uh, uh, that does not surprise me at all that uh, you guys have got that going in Bakersfield and what have you. That uh, that's what you have to do. And, and actually, it was Ken who started our rebuild, which is about five years old right now. When he made a deal for uh, Brendan Smith, he was going to sign him, and decided at the eleventh hour he was going to trade him to the Rangers. That's when our rebuild began, and we're five years into it. And of course, now Eisenman's. Uh, 
you know, he's sitting in the chair now, and uh, we all know what he's done in Tampa Bay. So we're in good hands as well. All right. Mort Sider, sixth overall pick in 2019. <clears throat> Lucas Raymond, the fourth pick in 2020. Those guys are both up for the Rookie of the Year. Tell us about those two players, Mickey. Well, um, to start with Sider, um, he's just uh, 20 years old. He's doing things that a lot of players never get to do, no matter how old they are in this game. He's been remarkably intelligent and calm in that position back on the blue line. And I I think that right off the bat, we saw him do things as a 20-year-old and a, and a player that hadn't played at this level that were incredible, uh, the ability to even go there. Um, the last couple of months, he has actually began to, to be more Bobby Orr-like in the sense that he's uh, jumping into the offense. He's leading the, the rush. He's uh, following it up. He's getting involved more offensively but i think the the biggest thing that he brings is uh he's an impact player already he's most ice time of any air defenseman probably averaging a little over 23 minutes i'm thinking last time i looked and um playing in all situations with the team he's been absolutely amazing uh in that position and he goes about his business very very calmly uh there's no uh, urgency to his game to the negative side. It's very calm in what he does, and he seems to be um, a step or two ahead when he does things. And you guys will get a good uh, good look at that tonight, I'm sure. So he's been really good. When it comes to Raymond, uh, Raymond had a great start the first couple of months. He cooled off a little bit, and now he seems to be back on track. He's a really good 200 ice, 200 foot ice player. Um, he's not afraid to go to the hard areas of the ice. He seems again to be very very smart to know where to go and when to be there, um, which is not easy to do. Um, but uh, he had a little bit of issue, I think, with uh, getting into traffic too often. And as soon as they got, you know, two months in, they realized that this kid was a pretty darn good hockey player at 19 years old. Uh, they began to gang up on him, and he then had to make adjustments to stay away from traffic, be in the right area at the right time, and especially playing with Dylan Larkin, who's got the, uh, the ability to transport the puck the way he does. Um, you know, you, as a winger, you just got to get open. Get in, the, get in the areas where there's no traffic, there's no defenders, and get open, and, and Larkin's going to get it to you. So I would think, Bob, that these two kids, Ken Holland always used to say, and people would go, ah, come on, that a, that a full rebuild is eight to ten years. Well, we're five in, and we're probably two years away from, you know, being legitimately contenders. And these two players that you've asked me about have jump-started our rebuild probably by two years. So if it wasn't for them, we would be eight or nine years in a rebuild. So Kenny was right on with that. So uh, these kids have been fun to watch every night. Uh, they're way ahead of their time at 19 and 20 years old, and uh, I think it's only the beginning. And especially with Cider, I think we've got a whole lot more upside on the offensive side of the game that he's just going to get more comfortable with every day. He's got 41 points in 59 games. Like he's, he's pretty productive. <laughs> final final one for you, Mickey. Love having you on the show. And it's, a, and it's not to make any sort of judgment about anything. But to me, Bertuzzi, I mean, the Red Wings hit the home run with that. That's a late second-round pick. He's been yep. missed when he has a bit. Like I'm looking at the road record. They're 8-16-3, the Red Wings. It, it, it's yep. got to be a huge void when he's not able to play in Canada. Well, there's no question about that. I mean, the, the, Bertuzzi is a player that it's, we call him a junkyard dog around here. He, he can play it any way you want to play it. 
and and he's and he's got a great set of hands around the net. He goes to the dirty areas. Uh, he's got that look in his eyes that the he doesn't recognize where the wall is. He'll go right through it. And everybody loves to have a guy like that on your hockey team. There isn't any question that uh, that he is missed when he's not in the lineup. And it's unfortunate that you know this craziness that we've been dealing with the last two years and change with this COVID and the laws and the regulations and the shutdowns have, have interrupted all of us. But you know what? Uh, he made a decision. Uh, everybody's got their own right and their opinion to take whatever stance they want. And he made that one at the expense of paychecks every time he misses a game. But there's no question, we certainly miss him when he's not in the lineup. And the other guy that you're not going to see tonight, unfortunately, for the Red Wings is uh, Robbie Fabry, who injured his knee and is going to be out probably for the rest of the year. So there's two big holes in the lineup uh, offensively when those guys aren't there, Bob. All right. Well, Mickey, you got a goalie coming in Sebastian Kosa. He's going to need a couple years. Uh, uh-huh. I'm hoping they send him back to Edmonton next year. Uh, the, oil, <laughs> the Oil Kings have five members of the World Junior Team on their team. They, uh-huh. They've won 14 straight games. They're the number one team in junior hockey. Seven point-per-game wow. players up front, four defensemen, 30-plus points. But you you got a goalie there in Kosa. Love it. Thanks for joining us here on Oilers Now, Mickey. Listen, uh, we got lots of lots of Red Wing connections out there now. And uh, Jay Woodcroft, as a matter of fact, started with us as a as a video coach way back in the day. So please tell him uh, uh, congratulations on head coaching and uh, good luck to him in his coaching career. Uh, I enjoyed the days watching the Oilers and all your great players with Gretz and, and Yari Curry and Coffey and all of those guys. And uh, they were great memories for me knowing all those guys and watching how good they were and how they performed. So lots of good memories with, with the Edmonton Oilers. Well, hopefully these two organizations make some more good uh, memories in the future. Thank you very much. That is Mickey Redmond. I'm with you. Uh, well, there you go. Mickey Redmond, Detroit Red Wings television analyst, joining us here on Oilers Now. Let's get to the Oilers Now prospect report. For Scott Arthur Millwork, custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork, visit scottarthurmillwork.com today. And back at the 630 Chad Studios, here's Brendan Escott. Well, we usually lead it off with Matt Vey Petrov. He's got nine points in his last five games, continues pacing Oilers prospects with 76 points this season in the OHL. He is projected to finish with 94 and 63 games. He's currently plus 28 for North Bay. Carter Savoy had a couple helpers against Miami of Ohio as Denver enjoys a five-game winning streak. Uh, the 100th overall pick from 2020 is uh, 20 goals, 42 points on the year. The Pioneers ranked third in the country. Dylan Holloway scored against Stockton last night, his third goal in his last four games, now up to seven total and six helpers. Uh, and that's Edmonton's first-rounder, of course, from 2020, minus one since his return. All right, again, that's the Oilers Now Prospect Report brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. We'll tell you right now, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Brent Rich Ford and Wetaskiwin are 10, 11. It's now 11-time President's Award winners for customer satisfaction. This is a tremendous honor for the staff, Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang. They are dedicated to ensuring your customer experience is outstanding. You can reach out to Brent Rich Ford at one 877 Board. That's 477-3673 or visit BrentBridge.com. When we come back, we'll get to this date in Oilers history. You're listening to Oilers Now, and it is 150 in Edmonton. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Zach Cassian again on the line tonight with Josh Archibald and Brad Malone. 
The Oilers, uh, same lineup. Mikko Koskinen starts in goal, 21-9 and 3. 2.98 goals against average, 906 save percentage. He'll oppose Thomas Grice, who's a UFA at the end of this year. 8-10-1, 3.62 goals against average, 8.91 save percentage. The Red Wings have given up 27 goals in the last five games and 54 in their last 10. That's 5.4 goals per game, and they're getting crushed on the PK. They've only killed off nine of their last 22 sh- shorthanded situations. Uh, Oilers are due to break out in the power play. They've had a lot of shots on goal with the PP the last couple of games. To this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, I think we just got a couple spots left for our Nashville trip mid-April. You fly with Flair Airlines. You watch the Oilers and the Preds. You get a few nights in the hotel as well. 1750 bucks. Reach out to NewWestTravel.com. We're going to do an event in uh, Smashville as well. It's going to be a kicker of a trip. We're going to go back to 1994. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, the year I was born, the Oilers and Lightning played to wow. a 4-4 tie at the Thunderdome <laughs> in Tampa, Florida. Uh, nine different Oilers accounted for those nine different points. Well, Bill Ranford turned aside uh, 41 of 45 shots. 52 penalty minutes handed out in the second period of this one alone. You know what? Now I know how Wes Montgomery used to feel when he talked to John Sexsmith and me. <laughs> Would you tell me you were born in 19... Or John Short or Rod Phillips. They used to just give it to me all the time. So, Brendan, you're 28? Uh, not quite yet. September, I will be. Okay. Enjoy every moment of it, brother. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> okay? This day in Oilers history. One day you'll wake up and you it's like uh, the uh, Billy Crystal scene in City Slickers. Or was it when Harry met Sally? Uh, coming to the terms of the realization that you weren't going to get any better, any healthier, any fitter, any better shape, or any better looking. This day in Oilers history for all those superficial things. Brought to you by New West Travel. Fly nonstop again. Nashville, Flair Airlines, Oilers and the Prince. 1750 com for more info. We got the Oilers and the Red Wings tonight. Uh, on the radio side, it will be uh, Cam Moon and myself, the call of the game, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, Jack Michaels, also part of the radio network, uh, Jack. And uh, Louie have the TV call. Gene Principe intermission uh, guys will be John Shannon, who's in town, and yours truly. 5.30 face-off show, 7 p.m. puck drop. Full show tomorrow, Brian Lawton, uh, David Staples, John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. they got somebody else booked as well that we've uh, got a commitment from, so we'll work on that as well. Stay tuned on that front. Up next, the Global News Weather Traffic Update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then the 6.30 chat afternoons with Jalen and I back at you at 5.35. So long until then. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.